0: Welcome to Inside Amusements, your number one podcast about yesterday, today, and tomorrow's amusements. With your hosts, Ryan, Chris, and Eric. I'm Joe, the producer, and this is The Beat Goes On. And now, here's Chris.
1: Hey, what's going on, everybody? We are starting this episode off with some news. So kicking it off, it is almost that time of year where parks will start to announce their new attractions for 2023. We've had a couple come up already with Worlds of Fun in Missouri and Dollywood. So they are about to announce their rides or whatever attractions they're going to bring to the park next season very soon. So be on the lookout for a special announcement episode coming up very soon. Eric? Eric?
2: Yeah, so, Chris, super exciting. We're looking forward to that episode. Um, In other news, we've got a Rock and Roll Hall of Famer drummer, Max Weinberg, is going to bring his band to the great state of New York, their state fair. So that's awesome. Uh, One of the greatest drummers, uh, he's going to bring his band. Uh, Weinberg is best known for playing... For Bruce Springsteen, he was the band leader for Conan O'Brien. That's actually going to happen on Monday, August 29th at the uh, Chevy Court stage. So if you're up in New York on that day or if you just want to go, that's going to be an amazing show. I hear that they're actually going to make their set list based on what the fans want to hear. So uh, that's going to be pretty awesome. Uh, At this point, That's all for this news around the carousel.
0: Chris, let me ask you a question. What do you think is the most important instrument in a band?
1: I'm going to have to guess the guitar. Wait, wait, wait. No, the lead singer. No, it's the drums. Duh. Yes.
0: Absolutely. And so today, the three of us, while Brian is on vacation at Carowinds, three of us are going to be discussing our love of drumming. That's right. The three of us are drummers. So we thought, why not have an episode about drumming?
2: Yeah, we all we all love drumming. Um, I think, you know, kicking it off, when I was a little kid, uh, my parents told me, you know, I used to bring out all the pots and pans and I would just, you know, Take sticks from the backyard and just play on them, and then when I was in fifth grade, we had to pick between band, orchestra, and choir, and I picked percussion, and it was kind of a, a, a love at first sight. I got you know a little kit, and I started learning you know how to play, and I think when I got home the first day after practice, I started just picking things up. Uh, I was playing along to albums that my father had and it was just like, okay, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And I could go on with that story. There's more to it. I can talk about it later, but you know, that was kind of my first memory of, of drumming is hearing my parents say, you brought out all those things and we're just beating them up. And now here's your opportunity to actually play. So Yeah. I think that was probably my first memory. Chris, what about, what about you, man?
1: You know, I'm kind of in the same boat. Uh, when I was younger, a lot younger, um, I would also take out the pots and pans and, you know, plastic spoons or whatever, and start banging on those, uh, to annoy my parents to death. Um, yeah. And, and then, you know, quickly after that, as soon as I got a little older, I'm, you know, always constantly, all my teachers in school said he's always tapping on his desk, always, you know, banging his desk with his hands and tapping his feet all the time. So we ended up, you know, getting me a practice pad, um, to, you know, practice on and, until I got my first kit, which, you know, was maybe around when I was, uh, I don't know, 13 or so, um, Yeah, I mean, that's it's just the the pots and the pans just as the the, the earliest memory that I have of knowing that, you know, like I can keep a beat, you know, you know, this is Mm -hmm. this is fun. So
0: and that's awesome. I think we all three have the same story (laughs) and and, and it's probably like probably the same for most drummers. I would imagine you typically start out with the pots and pans and uh, get to a point where you realize, you know, that you are a drummer. You know, once you know exactly what that is, but same for me, I was probably sometime, in fact, I know I was third grade. So I would have been, you know, eight or nine years old many years ago, uh, banging on the drum or banging on the desks, uh, at school (laughs) during class, as if it was a drum, not really even thinking that I was playing drums. I just couldn't sit still. I just was always tapping something, uh, you know, rhythmically and, uh, same deal. Basically, the uh, teacher, I remember, I totally remember the teacher, like, you know, reaching out to my my parents and saying, you know, he's he's making a lot of noise on his desk. I think he needs drums. <laughs> <laughs> and um, unfortunately, it would be another, geez, three or four years before I would actually get a drum set. Uh, never joined anything in school. Never played drums in school. Um, marching. Um, marching line or, or drum line or anything like that. Um, I played trombone, upright bass, and violin, but I never played drums in school. I don't. I don't know why. Maybe because I didn't want to play that style of music. I'm sure it was probably because you know I wanted to play like I wanted to be a rock star. You know I didn't want to play any of that school marching band stuff. So
1: yeah, I, I'm in the same boat as well. I never never was in marching band in high school, anything like that. Junior high never was in you know, orchestra, anything like that. It was strictly, you know, I want to play rock and roll and I want to be behind the kit.
2: Yeah. Yep. The first person i ever said to my parents, Hey, this kid's a drummer. Was that band director that I had? And funny enough, he was actually my mom's band director when she was growing up through high school. And he just like, he saw what I was doing on the practice pad. And he just was like, how did you learn how to do that? I think I actually... Walked in one day to class, and I brought it out, and we weren't supposed to like have it out, but I was like, "Screw it, I want to play this. I don't want to play the xylophone." And I started playing a buzz roll, and he said, "Well, how do you know how to do that?" And I said, well, I, don't know. "I just figured it out last night." And he called my mom that day, and he said, "I'm going to give this guy lessons." And so he was one of my biggest mentors. Uh, I took private lessons from him for years. He taught me everything that I needed to know. Uh, yeah. I mean, we've got a Natural lot of fun. St- yeah. We got, a, well, I don't know about that. I mean, maybe <laughs> a little bit, but a lot of practice too, but you know, you start out and you, you, you know, you just kind of figure something out and then somebody picks up on that and you're like, okay, like, let's just, let's go.
0: Yeah. I can tell you, I mean, I, it's, it, was, it came naturally for me and I'm sure it typically does for all drummers. I, I, I haven't met a drummer that said, I just wanted to learn how to play drums. It it usually started with the fact that they already kind of knew how to play to some degree, you know? So I think, I think for, you know, at least for, for drums, I think the most part it comes naturally.
1: Yeah. And Joe, remind me if I'm, or remind me if I'm correct or not, what you and I have both not had lessons. Is that correct?
0: That's right. I cannot read sheet music for drums. Um, Never had any instruction. Well, with the exception of I had a guy that like when I was younger, there was an older kid in our neighborhood that, um, quite frankly, had more money than we did. So this guy had a nice set of drums and his parents got him, you know, some these these drums and he would play in his bedroom. And <laughs> I, I would like ride my bike by and stop right in front of his house and just listen and listen to him play. And at some point it it he he noticed me and he started talking to me and he was like hey man like you know have you thought about playing drums i'm like yeah so he actually brought me up to his room let me sit down he was show me a couple things and i remember the the first um uh like music that he introduced me to that he was playing along with was rush the great neil Peart. and i think it was the album power windows if i'm not mistaken so yeah other than you know, a couple guys older than me, maybe show me a couple things here and there, and never had any uh, professional yeah. instruction
1: yeah, i I can't reach I can't read sheet music as well. If you put that in front of me, I'm like, what are you trying to do?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, I you know, I just learned by listening to a song and just mimicking it. yeah, um but yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as well with there was there was a guy actually my, when my my parents got divorced, uh, my mom was seeing somebody who played the drums. And I kind of, you know, he had his drums at his house all the time. So I'd be able to get behind the kit and just play away for the, you know, before I had my own kit. And I remember my, the first song that I got to learn and kind of the very first things that I learned from any other music, like from other other bands, was U2's Sunday Bloody Sunday. Um, So that was, yeah, that was my first experience of learning, yeah, learning music there
0: big drums on that one man the opening of that song those yep. open those open hats and just it's all in your face yep um i did have i should probably mention I mean, my my so my dad was in bands for years i mean he started out as a kid playing in bands so i had a great deal of like watching my dad play with his band and uh, you know us always going over you know during rehearsals and stuff like that and and then when you know when, whenever they were gigging out so uh definitely had my fair share of like you know, seeing other drummers and just being mes- mesmerized by watching these guys play. Uh, but Eric, a little different story for you, right?
2: Yeah, a little different. I grew up, uh, I mean, I did the whole concert band thing. I did the marching band. I did drumline, And that was such a great experience for me. I mean, you learn how to, you know, do so many different things. Uh, you learn different styles. You learn how to play with people. You learn when to play loud. You learn, learn when to play quiet. Um, and it was a great experience. I mean, I made a lot of great friends. Uh, I still talk to them, you know, here and there, but yeah, I mean, I, like one of the things that I wanted to ask you guys is, you know, what what would be your advice to any young musician? You know, if, if they're just starting out, I mean, you know, Chris, what do you think? Like,
1: practice for sure is just <laughs> constant, yep. Yep. constant practice.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It, I mean, You can only get as good as you're willing to be, so uh, definitely practice, hours and hours of practice.
0: (laughs) Yeah, man, when I got my first drum kit, um, a mixed kit, You know, we didn't have a lot of money. My mom did the best she could, and it was a mixed kit, different colors. I didn't care. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure my ride cymbal was cracked, (laughs) super tarnished on the cymbals. They were ugly, but man, it, it was the most amazing thing ever coming home and seeing these drums in my bedroom. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they allowed me to play. My mom allowed me to play drums any, pretty much any time I wanted to. So for me, it was all about playing along with some of my favorite bands and favorite music. That's how I learned. Yeah. Um, you know, I was in some of the heavier stuff then. So, you know, definitely like some of the Metallica or whatever, like just kind of just anything and everything. Stuff that I like, playing along with the band was like, as if you're, you know, like you're in the band. It's yeah. the greatest thing ever. Even to this day, I'll play along with 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 cover music or with uh, other bands, or uh, even like just backing tracks. Now, yeah. you know, just uh, feeling like you're playing with the band. So, I agree
2: with you. You know, practice, play along to anything and everything. Um, I know you guys. <laughs> you know, you said you guys can't read sheet music, which is fine. Um, but I would say for any younger musician, learn how to read that stuff. Because when you get into playing with groups and you're given a a set of sheet music, you're given that piano music, you don't have to sight read that. You don't have to know like every note on that scale, but you can know where you're going Um, or at least just kind of know like what the band director is going to ask you to do. Um, But yeah, I mean, it all comes down to just practice, practice, practice. I mean, we cannot stress that enough.
1: Yeah. And then kind of going off kind of what, uh, what Joe was saying, you know, when we were, I was, we were, didn't have a lot of money growing up as well. So, you know, I just got like went into the music store, got the, you know, the, my first set was probably the cheapest one we could find there. Um, but are the drums not the most expensive instrument to play in a band with? I don't know about anybody else. I play my set hard and heavy and I have yeah. to. I go through symbols like it's like it's my business. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I actually never really had that problem. Um, I definitely played heavy. Um, so I, I, you guys know this, but I'll just say it. I don't have any acoustic sets anymore. I'm now uh, electronic drums, and uh, it's really been great because it allows me to like still continue doing what I love. Um, but it's not driving everybody crazy. <laughs> so, and it's really a great way to like, you know, play with some backing tracks too. I've got the headphones on, it's all kind of like right in my ears. But um, yeah, I never really had that problem. Um, I know a lot of drummers that go through heads like nothing. I probably went through sticks quite a bit. Um, but yeah, never had an issue with going through uh, cymbals.
1: Yeah, I just remember going to, to Sam Ash and buying the huge bundle of sticks as many as i could when i you know whenever i got paid from working my first few jobs that i had just to go buy sticks for playing
0: mm-hmm. you can never have too many sticks and of course you yeah. gotta have the the, the stick bag mm-hmm. put one on the hi-hats put one on the floor tom you know plenty of sticks right there because hey you gotta throw some out to the audience too so
2: yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> talking about gigging gigging out which you know occurred later on in life but um why don't we uh, talk a little bit about that? At what point did you have your first band where you were the drummer, Chris?
1: Well, my first band, uh, we covered music. We were, uh, I want to say, sophomores in high school, uh, and there was a, a like a little tiny venue in a park where I, in the city I grew up in, in Reynoldsburg, Ohio. Um, where we covered songs. Most of them were like Nirvana, that kind of stuff. Um and we we went through a, a, a couple different names the like a few days before the show. Uh we were the dead dandelions, not sure where that came from. And then <laughs> that's that's uh, so
0: grunge, right? That's, there. That awesome. that, it, that's a great yeah. name. And <laughs> then that's early nineties for sure, right?
1: It gets better. better. It gets yeah. better. Okay. And and then it went to cheese it. Not sure where that
0: is,
1: (laughs) Um, but then the day of the show, uh, and all of our parents are there and everything. And here you have these 16 year old kids and our lead singer is, Hey everybody, we're pelvic thrust. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, we covered all those kind of like late nineties, uh, early two thousands kind of, you know, radio rock music. Nice. So. That was it was fun. I loved it. We all colored our hair, different colors and fake tattoos on, things like that.
0: <laughs> Boy, I could tell you some of the names that I had. I mean, early on, if I had to think about this, my first band that 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 I started <laughs> was really out of me playing drums in my bedroom and being loud enough in the neighborhood that it a, a couple of kids that also had instruments were thinking, man, there's a drummer in our street. And it started with a bass player, I remember. Um, and he came down and he said, hey, I play bass. And he was about my age. And I was like, great. So he came down and plugged up. And uh, then at that point, I moved everything into the garage, right? Because, you know, you got to be a garage band first. And uh, we opened up the garage door and it's just bass and drums, just jamming. Have no idea what we're doing. Just playing. It's loud. And then uh, at some point, a, a, a guitar shows up, right? There's another kid in the neighborhood or somebody said, hey, there's a drummer and a bass player. And the guy's like, well, I know a guitar player. So he comes, so literally this guy sh- comes, this kid what comes to my house with a guitar and says, I hear you guys got a thing going here, you know, and it just, it kind of started there. But I mean I, I mean, I must've been like 13 or 14. Um, I remember coming up with names. I remember like drawing up, you know, the, our band logo and printing it up. And I remember like, printing it on a piece of paper and and and, and taping it to my bass drum head. <laughs> right? Like, you know, that's that's what bands do. They have their logo on their bass drum head. So, uh, man, some of the names I had. So Caustic Rage sticks out as one of the, probably the earliest ones. Uh, Fatal Cry was one. Uh, these are all kind of metal bands. Uh, Dragon's Kiss, which happened a little later on in life. That was probably late 80s, early 90s. It's a great um, name, by the way. Dragons, I might. Dragons Kiss. Yeah, we were like a prog metal, very, yeah, very intricate. I mean, what like one of our originals had eight guitar solos in it. I played a twelve-piece Ludwig USA with drums and cymbals all around me, hair down to here. Um, a lot of double bass technique, uh, a lot of influences of Queen, Drake, and yeah you know, maybe some early dream theater possibly and like sabotage and judas priest but yeah that's that's kind of like that's when i was really probably in the top of my game in terms of playing drums i played every day for hours that's all i ever wanted to do was be a drummer at that point
1: yeah same here yeah. I, one of i i was just thinking about this as you were talking and my let's just say i i royally pissed my mom off with this uh, one night, me and my friends that, you know, we're, we're in this, we're thinking about starting a band before we were actually starting our fir- very first band. Uh, I was like, you know what? I want to put a stage in my basement. So we had a closet there that ran the whole length of, of one side of the basement. I tore down the entire closet, used all <laughs> the wood from that, and built a stage in my basement. Nice. In the middle of the night, my mom's sleeping. Has she has no idea? We're hammering away, me and my friend, building this thing. And she walks down, and it was not. It was not pretty.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Man, the things we will do, the ideas that we have. Yep, nothing will stop us. Yep. <laughs> I'll
2: tell you my best gig. I never. So, even though I'm a drummer and, and I've played, you know, in, in various venues uh going up through high school i was actually in a little garage band like joe was and uh, i was actually the bass guitar and lead singer uh now i can't sing um so that was interesting but the best gig that i think i ever had as a drummer was at music hall in cincinnati ohio and we opened for nick lachey uh 98 you know, degrees, 98 degrees, various, you know, talk shows, hosting reality shows. I mean, and also owns a couple restaurants and bars here in Cincinnati too. And I'll never forget when we ended our set, he walked, I was walking off the stage and he was just like, so cool. Just shook my hand and was like, Hey man, great set. Thank you so much. And I was just blown away by that. Uh, It was like the coolest experience I've ever had as a drummer and being in such a venue with all that history and and that magnitude. You're like, that's really cool. Now, that being said, I've also played in other smaller venues with my friends. And there's also something to say about that. You know, you get all the girls from high school coming in and seeing you and you got your crush sitting, you know, right in front stage. And, you know, you might jump off the stage a little bit, but, you know
1: that stuff happens.
0: So nice. Chris, what about you? What's the coolest gig you ever played?
1: Oh, let's see. We're family friendly on this, uh, on this podcast. So I'm going to keep it very (laughs) PG, maybe 13. (laughs) Uh, but no. So, uh, right after high school, I'm in a band and you could say that we were like screamo kind of pop punk kind of stuff. Um, so we got signed to a label, which was a very small label who wanted to make our very first show a birthday bash for the one and only Ron Jeremy, if anybody knows who that is. Um, so you if can you don't, imagine you can Google
0: it. No, actually yeah. don't Google it. <laughs> yeah. Don't Google that.
1: Uh, mom, I have uh, mom. I have no idea who he's talking about. Gosh. Yeah. Don't yeah. Don't Google it. And uh, you know, yeah. Anyway, uh, you can imagine the types of things that were going on at this place. And I did not expect it. Uh, but there were tons of people there and it was just the the atmosphere was electric because, you know, everybody loved every band there because, you know, they've been drinking. Doesn't really matter what kind of music's playing. If you're having a good time, you're jamming to any type of song that's on. Mm-hmm. So it was just the atmosphere. I know that it, it, it uh, <laughs> is a weird atmosphere, that's for sure. But <laughs> it was still fun. That was probably the biggest show that I played.
0: Man, you guys got me. I played. I played in a lot of bands over the years, and I've definitely played some cool gigs. But I've, I've never played anything like that. I, I, you know, I, I when I say I'd, I played some cool gigs, they were just like, like maybe atmosphere, the amount of people. But it could have just been a private gig, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess for me, looking back years ago, so we used to do the Battle of the Bands. So Bogart's uh, nightclub here in Cincinnati been around for a long time. Still one of the coolest clubs here in Cincinnati uh every year they would put on the battle of bands and uh you know you would you would enter and get into it anyway so as dragons kiss at that time uh we got into the battle of the bands so I would say for me that was probably my most favorite gig because it was my first time playing on such a professional stage professional sound um you know in-house front of house a guy running sound lights um I was shaking, man. I was just mesmerized, and like, you know, I remember at the time my older brother was in a band, and they were doing pretty well. They were actually um, doing really well. They had recorded a an album at that that time. Anyways, him and his band, you know, showed up to watch us and support us, and I just remember thinking like, man, my brother and his band, and it, you know, the, the drummer of his band, who I always looked up to because I thought he was amazing. Here they are now watching us up on stage. <laughs> so, yeah. and I mean, this was forever ago. This is, jeez, I mean, I was in my early twenties, and I'm almost fifty years old. So, <laughs> been a long time ago, but still one of the coolest experiences as a drummer up on a cool stage. Uh, for yeah, me. it was an awesome gig.
1: It's funny because, like, now looking back on it, being in these bands through high school and everything, and you know, you you're in a scene, you know you know other bands that are in your area and you pretty much play all the same shows as them. Um, So growing up here in Columbus, there's the Newport music hall, which has been around for a long time as well. It's I think they're yeah. Anyway, uh, still still going strong, uh, but they also had a battle of the bands um, every year. So we would sign up in, there were other bands here that we would play with and you may know or heard of these bands, but, There was a band that we grew up playing with called Attack Attack. And there was also, there's some guys that we played with that are now in the band called Beartooth. So it was pretty fun growing up and seeing them, you know, make it big. So uh, it's it's funny to know, like, hey, I know that guy. He's playing in Japan with Slipknot right now, like opening up for them. So it was pretty cool.
2: That's very cool. I know both those bands and I've also been in Newport many times
1: yep. yep that used to be my second home
2: <laughs> it's a great great venue i mean really it it is very old and in fact part of this if you look up part of the ceiling is falling down you're like
0: really so where where are you guys at now in terms of playing drums and um and then i'll share a little bit about kind of like where i'm at now
2: yeah i think as i get well
0: i the are you pretty are what, you are you still active pretty active at this point or
2: I try and keep up with with my chops. You know, I got you know sticks. I got a practice pad. Um, I haven't played an actual set in quite a few years. Uh, but where I'm at is now. I'm trying to actually like drop all the equipment that I have. So I'm actually trying to go less and do more with what I have. Right? Does that make sense? Like, like what kind say, of
0: equipment? Like, what do you mean?
2: Well, you you drop, you know, you drop your drum set. You say, well, I'm not going to play a drum set anymore. I'm going to try and do, you know, something with a cajon and a shaker and maybe a tambourine or, you know, you find these little percussion instruments and you go, what can I do with this? And then Mm -hmm. you you have all that and then you go, what can I get away with? Right? Like, maybe I'll drop a tambourine on a certain set or maybe I'll drop the shaker on a certain set. And that's to me is really interesting because it makes you get a little bit more creative with the less that you have. Uh, So I think that's also like, as I get older, I'm going, well, that's interesting to me. I still love playing the drums. I'll still, you know, hit the, hit the cymbals hard. I'll still, you know, beat those heads. But yeah, nowadays it's more like, what can I do
0: with, with less? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I also have a Cajon and I played Cajon actually in a band um for a few years and that was actually that was the last gig that i had in a band my last involvement the last involvement in a band i was the cajonist and we booked a lot of gigs i mean we were playing playing six to eight gigs a month um a lot of cool bars in town very steady bookings and that evolved into some corporate corporate gigs uh, as well as weddings and stuff like that all just sitting on a box drum a cajon, <laughs> you know, yeah. a four-piece band, but um, it's a lot of fun to explore some other things for sure. But what about you, Chris? Where, you, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see Chris actually has his drum set there, right behind him. What's like a uh, some chrome pearl pearls there?
1: Yep, you can see the uh, China
0: boys there. <laughs>
1: so my set is always in the basement. Um, it's always there for me to play whenever I feel the need to jump behind the kit um i don't play as much as i'd like to uh you know with being an adult and working and life happening it just uh it just doesn't happen as much as i'd like but it'll be you know once every few months i'll jump behind there and you know hack away for a little bit um yeah uh as you can see you know that or if you can't see there's a my set right there um Yeah. So every, every few months I'll jump behind there, you know, pop on some tunes and try to keep my skill level to where it was, (laughs) but definitely not the same as it used to be back when I was just out of high school and all that kind of stuff. That was my peak drumming years and not the same anymore.
0: (laughs) I always tell people, man, like, so once you're, once you're a drummer, you're always a drummer, even if you don't even play drums anymore, you're just always going to be a drummer because if you're tapping on the steering wheel, if you're if you're hearing drums in your head, I mean you're a natu- you're a, you're a drummer from the day you're born. Um, so I still have the you know like I said I have the electronic drums. I dumped all my acoustic kits probably six years ago. Um, at that point, I had three acoustic kits. I mean, I was you know I was pretty heavy into it and. Um, yeah, like you said, you get to be like an adult. Uh, you know, I have other passions. I do other things, and those things sort of just became priority. And it it's okay because I know that I will still be a drummer and I can just get right back into it. It's like riding a bike. I haven't played in a while. Uh, every once in a while, I'll get into me and I'll just kind of sit down. And like you said, you know, I'll play along to a song or something like that. I'll bust down to a sweat, man. I'll hit it hard for about an hour, and I'm just like, I'm I'm in it again, you know. I'm a kid again on on drums for the first time, and then I'm done, and that's my workout. And that's that that'll that'll hold me over for a few months. But um, I'm I I feel good of of, of where I'm at right now. Um, you know, it's um, I don't have to play them every day to to still love them. Yeah, um,
1: I will say this, uh, you know, I have my drums here, but and then it's just easier for me in just because I I also try to play guitar as well. So it's just easier for me to sit here while we're at a computer or just doing that, just strumming away at a guitar. And I'm, I'm not good at guitar. I try to be, but, you know, I never had any lessons or anything on that as well. But uh, it's just an easier thing you can just pick up and take with you mm-hmm. anywhere you go. Um, but yeah, do Eric, do you play any other instruments other than drums or percussion?
2: Yeah, so I uh, kind of mentioned before, I mean, I, I can play bass. I can play a little guitar. Uh, I kind of know what I'm doing a on little the piano. A little That's guitar? A little guitar. Uh, That's a ukulele. Not a yeah. ukulele? <laughs> no, you're not a ukulele. <laughs> I, call it, I call it, I can play camp guitar, right? So I can like strum along to the chords. Uh, rhythm guitar, really. <laughs> um, I can play piano a little bit. I kind of know what I'm doing. If I can read the music, I'm like, okay, I, I think I know what this is doing, but I, I like I can't just like pick something up and be like, okay. Now I will say, there,
0: there that, he is showing off his music reading skills. No, no, just, no. There, just had no, to throw got, that in there.
2: <laughs> no, trust me, it's like it's like me doing math. I've got to be like, okay, one plus one equals two. Like it takes a while, but you know I can f- kind of figure it out. But yeah, I mean, thankfully, I grew up in a very musical family. You know, always listening to music, always listening to records. We had a piano in our living room growing up. We all, you know, kind of played some instruments. So that, that I think helped a little bit. Um, but yeah, I can do it. I, I mean, I don't know. I can do a little bit here and there. What about you, Joe? I, you, you already kind of mentioned it early in this episode, but you want to go back to that?
0: So, I mean, I could play a handful of chords on a guitar. I mean, I, you know, if you know three chords, you know, a half a million songs. So, yeah. That's kind of the extent of it. I do have a ukulele. Um I could I can play a ukulele. Uh I mentioned cajon. I can play cajon. I actually really got into the cajon. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I love that instrument. I I get to a point where I bought like three or four of them. And it is uh, a, fun a, a nice cajon is like a nice piece of furniture. <laughs> you know, like once you really start getting into it, man, you just you kind of want to to, to buy like more of them. So um they're just fun to play, but yeah, that, that's probably the extent of it. Um, you know, when I was younger, like I said, I played trombone and upright bass and uh, violin, but haven't played those things in many years.
2: So who have been or who are some of your favorite drummers? Who's inspired you, your style, what you like to play? Uh, Chris, what are you, what are you thinking?
1: Uh, so one of them, and, you know, we've been sharing videos back and forth in a chat that we have. Um, yeah. it is his name is Chris Turner. Um, he plays in a band called Oceans 8 Alaska. Uh, there's one. He's very technical and probably the quickest feat I've ever seen on double bass. Um, and being able to play different things with, you know, it's, it's it amazes me how different he can play two different things with two different hands and something different on feet, which is just crazy to me with how fast he can do it. Um, another one is Matt Greiner from the band August Burns Red, which is oh,
2: good. awesome. Yeah, good band.
1: Uh, but if you want to kick it old school, those two are, are some gent and metal core music. Um, but if you're kicking it old school, uh, drummer-wise, definitely Neil Peart. Um, and then uh, who did I, oh, uh, yeah. Dream Theater, Mark Portnoy.
0: Mike, definitely. Mike Portnoy. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Sadly, he's not with Dream Theater anymore. He hasn't been with them in a while, but yeah, he's, it's
1: been like 11 years. Phenomenal. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. New guy's would... good
1: though. Really good. What's his name? Mike, uh, Pelini or something like that.
0: Oh, the I new guy. his name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: What about
0: you, Joe? If yeah, rumors? so for me, I think so. Like in terms of today's music, I'll be honest with you. I don't really listen. I mean, I listen, I listen to some new stuff, but I'm a, you know, it, as you guys know, I'm a nostalgic man. I listen to the old stuff. I, I still love the 80s rock and the, the 80s, you know, big hair music and, into the 90s. So I'm kinda, I'm kind of like that's pretty much every day. That's what I'm listening to. So for me, it's going to be the old timers. Uh, Nico McBrain from Iron Maiden sticks out as, as being, uh, being a favorite. Um, definitely Neil Pert of Rush. Um, uh, going into, I would say probably, I mean, Carter Buford of Dave Matthews Band. Uh, definitely love that guy, love his style. I always nope. say the thing about Carter is, is that I know exactly what he's doing, but I just can't do it. I can do some of it but <laughs> he makes it look easy. Um, the guy's phenomenal, but um man, not many others come to mind.
1: I will say this real quick before we get to you, Eric, as one just popped in my head, but mm-hmm. Danny Carey from tool. Really good. That's a,
0: that's a good one. Yeah, I do know that guy and that, wow. yeah, absolutely. Phenomenal drummer. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm kind of old school, Joe. Uh, I, the guys that come to my mind, it, you know, influences on the way I play drums, uh, Keith Moon. Yep. Uh, it just the, I mean, his style. Uh, John Bonham. Yeah, uh, absolutely,
0: John Bonham, a drummer.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say Carter Buford too. I have his DVD. I've watched it numerous times, and I'm gonna say the same thing that you said, Joe. When you know what somebody's doing, but you can't do it, yeah, you're just like that's impressive. <laughs> yeah, um it really
0: is. is that yeah. the under the table and drumming?
2: It is. Yeah. Instructional and video. It, yeah, I got yeah, that. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's still out there but if if you're listening and you're a drummer, uh go find that. Uh it's, it's a great DVD. I think it's probably on YouTube at this point. Uh one of our not really recent um cuz he's kind of a prodigy, but I love uh Tony Royster Jr.
0: Yeah, there you go.
2: Uh porn guy for Jay Z back in the day. That guy, again, same thing. I know what you're doing, yep. But I can't do it. And just an absolutely phenomenal drummer.
0: Yeah, he puts There's a lot of videos out too.
2: Unbelievable.
0: Maybe something a little different. Um, Buddy Rich, the great Buddy Rich, of course. I mean, if yeah. you think of you know the golden age of, of you know big band jazz music, I mean Buddy Rich was the man. <laughs>
2: Buddy Rich is good. Uh, yeah. He was he was definitely a uh, he was character, yep. right? But uh, he knew what he was doing, and yeah, they had some great music.
0: Definitely yeah. a, a household name for drummers.
1: Mm-hmm. No, no one said Lars Ulrich. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> There's a good why. reason
0: why. Yeah, uh, <laughs> if you would have asked, you know, teenager me, of course, Lars Ulrich was the best thing ever. Drummer, oh Metallica. Yeah. Um, still have respect for him. Not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. You know, aside from who he is and what he says and whatever, uh, I still like his drum style um, as metal. I think he, yeah. I mean, I like I like the kind of the stuff that he plays. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I was I say the same. Everything but Saint Anger. I'm good with.
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I
1: would actually,
2: you know, I'd actually say the same thing about and and maybe this is one of my influences growing up. Well, it was one of my influences growing up, uh, Travis Barker.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, big time for me. Yeah, he he has some chops, and, and yeah, he's he got was, some
0: speed for sure. Oh
1: yeah, I would have to agree with you, Eric. Travis Barker, maybe you know, growing up in high school, we may have covered Blink One Eighty Two more than any other band.
2: He's still good. He did a. Uh, I remember reading a story about him one time where he like he messed up his arm. And it was in a cast, and so he just like learned to play drums with like one arm, but he was doing all of the other stuff with his feet. And I was just like, "Man, that's incredible! How like how are you doing that?"
0: Well, you could always think of Def Leppard and the great yeah. Rick Allen, and the story of of Rick Allen, as a lot of drummers know, the one arm drummer. Uh, much respect for that guy, and I, I love that guy. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, I was just trying to see. There is a guy that's on Instagram that uh, does the same thing. He literally takes challenges from people to see if he can play songs one-handed. And I can't find the name of him. But yeah, he's a guy that he literally plays. uh, There was a video of him brushing his teeth while he was playing, I believe, uh, aerials from System of a Down with one hand. And he does all the fills with his double bass. Uh, it was pretty cool.
0: Uh, I actually came across that video. Yeah. It like popped up in my timeline on, on YouTube and I was watching that guy. Yeah. What a big show off.
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool and though. I, I know he had a video because people are saying that he speeds up his like speeds up the videos so it makes it look like he's playing it correctly. But he was like holding up a timer on one video, you know, looking I at know. it and showing the time with it <laughs> while he was playing with one hand.
0: <laughs> okay, guys, grab your sticks.
2: What do you got, Chris? Go. Yeah, Big Fur? <laughs> what do you got, Gio? I got Vader.
0: Yeah, so I also have Vader. It's the Manhattan. Uh pretty thin, the seven A's. Uh Chris has some big old tree trunks there.
1: Those are big fur. Oh, you got the These American are, classic five A? Is that five, five A? Yeah, oh five Five A, yeah, five A's are the little. They I they don't like big sticks.
0: What is it? Like the two Bs. They look a lot thicker on the camera.
1: Yeah. Like those I don't know how people play with those tree trunks. Unless you're playing slow things, you know, jazz, whatever. I don't know what, I don't, if you're playing metal, I don't know how you can be fast with those.
0: Okay. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Inside Amusements. Visit us at insideamusements.com. Follow us on social media, like, subscribe, and share with your friends. We appreciate you. Thanks so much.